Donald Jeffries. Donald Jeffries. Author of Hidden History and Survival of the Richest. Host of the Donald Jeffries Show. Billy Ray Valentine. Billy Ray Valentine. Host of the Infinite Fringe Podcast. Researcher, truth seeker from the Bronx, New York. Tony Arterburn. Tony Arterburn. Radio host, combat veteran, precious metals analyst, and alt historian. Together, they take on the headlines of the week, decode the disinformation, and plow through the mainstream propaganda. Unauthorized, unscripted, and unintimidated. Unintimidated? This is America Unplugged. Did you go live? Yeah, we're live, brother. Oh, I didn't hear the, the theme at all. Yeah, I didn't hear it either. <laughs> okay. Oh, we're live. We're, we're <laughs> Welcome. We're going to do it live. <laughs> we're supposed to, supposed to hear the theme. Okay. You know what? It might have uh, just for the audience going to have a little insight into our back office stuff. I think when you shared your screen, it knocked mine off so that we didn't have the theme going. So that's wow. that's my fault for not remembering it's, Audio visual department here at America Unplugged. <laughs> oh, come on. Gonna Get on the crew. Them. <laughs> we're going to have to place them with AI soon. We're, I'm, I'm going to go in there and really read them the riot act after this, man. This is unacceptable. <laughs> what is going on? How's everybody doing? It is America Unplugged every Saturday. You guys know the deal. Thank you for showing up. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. And if we were uh, staring aimlessly at your camera, um, you know why now. Uh, Mr. Tony Arterburn, the, the wisest of all the wolves, is here with us today. What's up, man? I think I'm going to have to downgrade myself from the wisest of all the wolves to the, uh, the uh, so-so, uh, semi-alert uh, wolf. No, I, I, I did, you know, a little bit of audio mistakes, but hey, for the podcast listeners, I'll I'll splice it together. You'll actually hear the theme song. Yeah, they they, they won't know the difference, except for us explaining it here. But, you know, what's up, everybody, on, on AmericaUnplugged.com and America Unplugged on, on Apple Podcast and everywhere else you hear it. What's going on after the fact? Thank you. We appreciate you. The legendary Don Jeffries is here. What's going on? Uh, it's great to be here with you guys. And uh, it's a little disappointing not to hear the theme song, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. And uh, maybe the audience heard it. I don't know. Did they hear it? Right. <laughs> we didn't. You know, I'd like to hear those names echoing. But we'll, we'll, we'll try to give you a top flight show nevertheless. Right. Don Jeffries. Don Jeffries. I'll repeat it twice for you there. Uh, Felix Caraballo was first. Number one here today. What's up, Felix? How you doing? Closely followed by William Renner. What's up, William? How you doing? What's going on? We appreciate you. And uh, who was first on on, uh, on the stream over there at Rockfin? Rockfin? Oh, my He's man, Mr. Mr. Angus Mustang, whom I saw this morning for the first time, looking like Bill Goldberg. Very intimidating guy there. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Good to put a a, a face to to the name. And my man, my man Jason Barker was over there doing his thing with Knights of the Storm. What's up, everybody? We're gonna get to everybody very soon. Uh, no voter ID was here, also. What's up, buddy? How you doing? All right, man. So let's let's talk about this, right? We want to talk a little bit about Pfizer. Don Jeffries put out, you know, a, a, a Substack not too long ago about uh, you know America being the worst, and we're gonna talk about that. And of course, uh, there's some other things we want to touch on before we get up out of here. Don, I want to start with you because um, it was very passionate. Don came on today 
fire, <laughs> fire coming out of his eyes. And I was like, what's going on here? Well, I just wrote the Substack. Anyway, tell us about it. What's well, it's hot. You know, if you if you if you're uh, bringing it up on your keyboard, you probably feel the heat through the uh, the keys. Still, it's just right <laughs> off the presses. <clears throat> so literally, right before it came on. But uh, now I was inspired to write it because uh, you know sometimes I, uh, I I never get any writer's block, but sometimes I, I have to think for a minute. What am I going to write about this time? Because there's only so many ways to keep saying the same stuff. You know, right? America's collapsing. We're all black pilled. There's no hope. You know, it's, it's hard to. It's variations on a theme. But I I saw this article about, and I just it's. Every time I think America 2.0 can't stoop any lower, they just, they do. They surprise me. But apparently there was a, a children's choir. Now, this is a children's choir that came up from, uh, they got permission from their Congress people, whatever, to come up to, uh, from South Carolina, I think, to Washington, D.C., for the purpose of going into the Capitol, the sacred Capitol building where the, the insurrectionists desecrated it on January 6th, but it's still there, still standing. And uh, and uh, they they were going to go in there and sing patriotic songs in Statuary Hall, which is an old, uh, uh, very um, kind of a cool um, historic thing. It has statues of uh, lots of old people from that uh, served in Congress and were there before. But so they go in there and uh, they're singing, and halfway through the the Star Spangled Banner, which banner, which is only the national anthem, the Capitol Police come and break it up. And tell them they have to stop because uh, people might be offended. Now, this is they just think of that. This is a children's choir. So I guess it's it's good they didn't you know have the cop that shot Ashley Babbitt on it. Maybe he could have killed them before they did it. Before they sang something even more offensive, <laughs> you know. But uh, but I mean, just think of that. That this is a children's choir singing patriotic songs about how great America is, and you got to be a kid to still be singing those songs. To be honest with you, at this point. But uh, and the, the Capitol Police, the guardians of the public come up and stop them. And it is it's I guess if they had been adults, maybe they would have been tasered or shot or beaten or something, you know, and it would have been their fault. And uh, they would have been charged with something, insurrection or something. But just to me, that just that just precipitated my uh, my piece, uh, <clears throat> the, the the most corrupt country in the history of the world. And uh, I said, hint, it's not it's not Hitler's Germany or Stalin's uh, Soviet Union or Mao Zedong's Red China. And I, I make my case in the article. I think at this point we've gone beyond anything. And that that really triggered it in my mind that, you know, because I, I don't think, you know, you could search the archives. I don't know if you can find if Hitler ever sick the Gestapo on a, you know, a a, a group of, uh, you know, Hitler, Hitler youth singing songs about how great Germany was. I, I don't think you'll find that. I doubt if, you know, Mao Zedong would have done that to Chinese youth talking about how great you know, Red China was, or uh, the Soviet, they were singing, what is the International or something like that. In Soviet Union, would, would, would Stalin have sucked the, the KGB on a children? I don't think so. So I think that, uh, and I, you know, I also compared other things, like for instance, did they, would they have, um, well, they've had something like, would they have even understood something like a transgender policy and they would have, would they have uh, done what we see happening. And actually before this, it also triggered when I saw AOC's latest town meeting. I don't know if you saw that or not, but she seems to bring this out of people where they all, they, they're basically criticizing it for one thing, for supporting Ukraine. So they had people, they, they weren't being, you know, uh, disrespectful or anything. They were a little angry, but they weren't, you know, calling her names or anything. They were just making their points. They got to speak and they said, you know, why are you supporting the Ukraine? Why are you spending all that money? We have problems here. Just very valid concerns. And she's just sitting there with that vacant smile, you know, and uh, but instantly they, she doesn't have to say come out. The, the, the armed guards, the cops that are there know what to do. 
Right. They come out and instantly start to escort them off stage. It's like, and I'm just saying, if, if, if let's say somebody had been in a press conference, if Hitler had a press conference and criticized him for invading France, I don't know. Maybe they would have killed the guy. I don't know. But would they have done anything different? They would have escorted him off stage, wouldn't they, right away? <clears throat> Same thing with the Soviet Union. You're taking over too much of the world here. You know, why do you keep sending all these people to Siberia? They might have killed him. I don't know. But And my point was, if if the police did shoot and kill some of the people do, asking questions like that, or the parents, the irate parents at uh, at school board meetings, and they almost did. You remember the guy whose, whose daughter was raped by some guy claiming he's a man who still had a penis, though, because he was able to rape her, wearing a dress, raped, and then he went on to rape somebody else in another school. The school covered it up. It's very, it's a, the yeah. neighboring county to me. This guy, of course, naturally was you know, talking about a personal reason to be upset. The police came and, and started beating him, wrestled him to the floor, and they charged him with a crime. Now, if something like that happened in those other countries, would we have been surprised that they reacted like that? No. We, we have to face what we've become. And so I don't want to hear anything else about not. I, I hate you, know, Alex Jones, or anybody talk about Nazis all the time. Why do you keep talking about that? What, what do we have here? You know, we're beyond Nazis and Soviets and all this stuff. We've never had, it's never been anything remotely close to the tyranny we have at home. And of course, what we're inflicting all over the world. You talk about, you know, uh, invading other countries. And I said, well, let's go back to the 80s, you know, and Grenada and, and, and Grenada and Libya. <clears throat> and uh, obviously, the, the Iraq, Afghanistan, uh, Syria, Yemen, all the countries that we're still in. Just, I don't know. I don't think the Soviets or the Nazis had anything on us. So, Again, we're criticizing people for what we're doing now. Well, not we're, but our leaders are doing right. better than anybody's ever done. So that's my my take on it. We, we are officially America 2.0. Hats off to you. You're number one in something. You are now the most corrupt history, uh, country in the history of the world. So we're number one. <laughs> we are number one. We're number one. And don't you forget it. All right. Listen, um, uh, it, it, it's it's funny because, you know, there, there's merit to it, right, to to – to be patriotic and and to to sing the national anthem. But when I was in school, we had to get up every morning and and and, and pledge allegiance. It was dope, and, and that still happens, you know, uh, here in 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 the Bronx. I, I can't speak to anywhere else, but I mean, it, it still happens, which is great, you know. And and you you want that, um, and this is what happens with um, why we have. Uh, make America first, right? Or, 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 or make America great again, because people want that, right? Of course, that's coming from a hijacked place altogether, but there's a, there's a sector of people that realize what's going on here, right? What's going, and immediately, like you mentioned AOC, immediately uh, when uh, something goes south, right? Somebody is, is, is um, questioning her on something, boom. Get, get them off stage or get them out of the room or something. And and the genius of a Donald Trump is, right, or, or the Donald Trump operation is that Donald Trump does the same thing. He's like, you know, or, or he just deflects and starts insulting, right? And people are like, oh, he's really giving it to them. He's really giving it to the media. When in all actuality, what he's doing is deflecting and not answering the question, right? Um, regardless of that, politicians, in my opinion, should have the least amount of privacy and the least amount of rights of anybody in the United States. Anyone. You, you should be able to press them and question them about everything. And they should sit there and answer them because they work for you. 
supposedly, right? But instead, we get, like, I remember Saddam Hussein walking the streets of Iraq like, hey, it's all good. No problem. Over here, when Trump comes through or Obama, they shut down city blocks, okay? And we have to go all over the place in order to get through the through New York. You know, we have to go through, like, oh, you have to walk five blocks that way and three blocks that way in order to get to your job. You can't come this way because President Obama's here. It's it's that type of deal. We've we've glorified these politicians. We've placed them on a pedestal. Um, when we should have our our foot on their necks, in my opinion, at all times, at all times, it should never let up. It should be the job that we want least in this country to be the president or any type of public office. Nobody should want it because of the amount of scrutiny that comes with it. But no, that's not that's not what we get now. They get the AOC, who is a socialist, gets uh, what two hundred fifty thousand dollars a fucking month or something. I don't know. She's rolling in it, you know. And you can't even ask them a, a legit question because hey, get off the stage, you know. So it, it's it's a big problem in my opinion. If 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 uh, if things were the way they were supposed to be, I remember George Washington. At least this is what I learned. Um, he didn't even want to be president, right? And afterwards, he stepped away and went to go be a farmer or some nonsense like that. That's what needs to happen here. You know, we don't need to be calling Donald Trump or Bill Clinton or Obama, President Obama. They're no longer the presidents of the United States. Go back to doing what you were doing. You know, and, and then be fully scrutinized to, to, to the most, the highest level of scrutiny. You know, they want to talk about secret oaths and secret societies, man, like, like all of that. If you become the president of the United States, if you become a congressman, if you become a senator, we will ask you about it. You will need to turn over your freaking documents, everything. That's the way I would do it. I don't know. Go ahead, Tom. I want to read a quote from uh, Johann von Goethe. Says, None are so hopelessly enslaved as those who falsely believe they are free. The truth has been kept from the depth of their minds by masters who rule them with lies. They mm. feed them on falsehoods till wrong looks them right in their eyes that um kind of sums up modern america doesn't it mm. you know and i think the distinction is there's a difference between the american people and the american government i mean it's never been so there's never been such a contrast as of now i mean they've been able to hide because there was a time when we would have moral outrage there was a time when there would be a backlash for the moves the government's made. I mean, there's a reason why no one in the government now talks about being fiscally responsible at all. There is no budget hawks, deficit hawks, no one, no. I mean, there's little blurps for political posturing. You just had this right. debt ceiling fight, but it's all nonsense. It's all yeah. professional wrestling. Nobody really cares, right? It's just the game goes on, the show goes on. Uh, what can you do for me on this game of chicken? But it's not really a game of chicken because no one's going to crash it because we're... Uh, a country of the bankers for the bankers by the bankers and since 1913 that is the case it's just now the fake the facade is all fallen off i mean you know it's funny you look back i say funny it's tragic our grandparents and our great-grandparents were wonderful people most of them wonderful people built a great country like through the depression through world war ii we had 50 percent of the world's wealth we were five percent of the world's population we had a dollar as good as gold. Yeah, they had. we had problems. Every country has sins and problems. We were a good country. And those people, our, our ancestors, and then not so long ago past, couldn't see evil. 
They really couldn't. I remember being a kid and, and being fascinated by, remember Tipper Gore and the big push to put uh, explicit lyric stickers on, uh, on a new, uh, you know, albums. If it's, it's guns and roses, appetite for destruction, that's evil. That's the devil. Right. But meanwhile, we have politicians. And if you know, I mean, if you're somebody who studies Don's work or anybody's done real research on our political class, these are some psychopathic <laughs> uh, evil people. I mean, you, there's there's no way around it. But we were all focused in the in the populace. There's always something that's not really evil that we're focused on stopping. You know, I that's I, I'll go out. I'll have a beer with George W. Bush. He looks like a guy I can relate to. You know, because I can always relate to a skull and bones guy who, who cooks up a war and like has a complete you know uh, destruction of a civilization. That sounds like a guy I'd want to have a, a beer with, right? That's what's wrong with America. The hell is wrong? There's with no you? context of what's right or wrong. Right. You know, I mean, if you if you've seen the destruction that these people have wrought and, and you know, internationally, I mean, Don has a, a massive point here. But I, I would make I would draw a distinction. I think I still think America, you go into smaller towns, you get into the real part of America. Not that there's anything wrong with big cities, Billy, but we know what who rules big cities. <laughs> right. I know there's I mean, I'm talking about an individual level. But if you go on to like where I'm at I'm in North Texas right now, small town, it's not a rich place. Uh, but people are, you know, they're working and they're raising families and they don't have that. You know, it's not the same kind of mentality you see from these screaming people that you see on news for, for, for either side. There's not much of that. It's just kind of we're going to work and keeping the lights on. America still has great people. Yes. The problem is our government is absolutely <laughs> corrupt to the core. Don Jeffries is one thousand percent correct on this. And if you look at where we're where are we taking we're taking the world to the brink of Armageddon right now. I think they know that they're doing that. I mean, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, they keep trying to get Russia to react. They keep trying to find the red line. They're trying to get Russia to do something more drastic. That is their goal. And they keep they say it. And so I'm thinking that's never happened before in our history. We're so arrogant. The hubris is so high. We think we can this that the American empire goes on forever and it's not going to. And then again, they're dragging. We're held hostage. America's held hostage by its government. And I would say, you know, that Goethe quote, the, it's, it's something interesting about the, these other regimes that Don talked about, whether you're talking about Mao's China or, or the Third Reich or Tojo's Japan, nobody thought they were free there. Like that was just, you, you, yeah. you just knew like that, that's the government, they're totalitarian. If I get out of line, it's like in Japan, they have a, a culture that um, if a nail is sticking out, it gets the hammer. Like you, you are uniform, you are part of the system you i mean it's top down uh you do not stand out right. and people know that people knew that in stalin's russia people knew that in in the third reich and hitler's germany but people here still have the illusion that like and that's i think there's some kind of underlying uh sickness to that and i think that's when you call it out like i love this country i love its history i'm sorry that we got hijacked i don't want this to happen it's why i go on the air but I, I don't want to say we're the greatest country in the world. I think that's a silly thing. I think pride goeth before the fall. We, <laughs> we're, not in, we're not the indispensable nation anymore. As a matter of fact, if we'd stop doing what we're doing right now, there'd be a more a higher chance for peace and stability in the world. So I think Don Jeffries has a, a, a great point. And I also want to say, you know, I was you mentioned the, um, I think you mentioned the blackouts or whatever, but I also put in there, again, if you go back again, Look, I don't think any other country in the history of the world has subjected its citizens 
purposely. We know they're doing it on purpose. We know that they that they can keep the power on. How about updating the, the power grids that you haven't touched for 60 years? They don't do it. They do it on purpose, and they're planning. They're talking about it. Alex Jones was talking about that the other day, uh, showing news reports that they're already planning getting the public ready for this, where we're going to have – that we could have blackouts because Russia – Russia is going to attack our power grids, where we buy most of the sensors from China, by the way. You know, that's, that's a brilliant decision on our part. And uh, so China could certainly maybe do something with it remotely. And in it, and they also blame like insurrectionists, white supremacists, conspiracy theorist types that are sympathetic to Russia. So again, they're, so they're talking about this. Now, whether they actually do it, because they talk about a lot of stuff and they don't do it. But again, Nazi Germany, Soviet Union, Mao Zedong, any of the you know, third world dictators anywhere I don't think there's any evidence that they would just turn the power on and off at whim. Maybe they did. I don't know. I didn't hear, but that looks like what they may be planning to do here. And I also talk about how, you know, I don't, have any of these other countries claimed they're running out of water like California has been doing for years. Really? You're running out of water really. And you expect us to believe that when you've had desalination plants for decades and nobody's and you're right next to the ocean and nobody, nobody takes you up on it. No opposition. and says, the hell are you talking about Schwarzenegger, whoever the first one that was said, you know, what are you talking about? Uh, desalination plants over there, uh, you know, read up on it. You've had this technology for a while. No, we're not running out of water, but they want you to believe this. And again, I don't know that there's any outside of Oceana, you know, it's, we're closer to Oceana than anything else. But even there, like I said, I, there's no evidence for that the, uh, the party, at least Orwell had inscribed that in the book, that they tried to limit the number of people you could have in your house at a holiday gathering as they did here. A few years back, you better not, you know, we you know, can't have more than 10 people or whatever Thanksgiving and Christmas. I don't think any government's ever tried to do that. So we've gone to a, a level of despotism that I don't think the world has ever seen before. And it, Tony's right. It's not, there's a lot of good people left in America, but the problem is there, there are more bad people than there have ever been who are buying into this. And we're not, and the fact that they're not protesting it, I'm mean, just something like that children's choir where, I mean, people aren't outraged by that. I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. It's just that you should be protesting the Capitol Police for that. If you're not going to protest for what happened on January 6th, you should be protesting something like that. You should be protesting the school boards. You should have hundreds, if not thousands, of irate parents in every school district saying, why is this book in the library? No, it's not censorship. Why is there a book in the library graphically talking about adult men having sex with little boys? Why is that in there? And but they're not. They don't. And, and again, I've talked before about where are the churches? Where are the preachers? They should be first and foremost in this. They should be most offended by the transgender thing of, of anybody else. I don't see. I don't hear a peep out of them anywhere. So this this is the problem: is that the good people of America there were kind of forced to stay silent because we don't want to be arrested either because we know there's not going to be enough of us there to uh, to uh, protect us. From that, you know, there's power in numbers, but we can't get the numbers. So, anyhow, that's that's my uh, you know that's my anti-American rant for today. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, how many of these uh, preachers and and fathers, you know, work for the government at this point, right? Like, I mean, that was open during COVID that they would go to the head of the church and and they would give him the message, and this is what we want you to say, and they would go along with it and say it. That that that's mainstream news. You know, so I mean, uh, that it's not like that goes away when COVID's over, right? That continues. That it was probably happening before that, right? Um, it's it's uh, 
There are tons of good people here in the United States. There are, I believe there are more good people than bad people. It's just the, the, the yeah. manipulation has gotten us to a point where we're believing things that aren't true and that's on every side. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's good, even, and the good it's people have no power. Show. That's the problem. Nobody with power. Nobody with power seems to be good. That's the. That's the thing. Yeah, we don't. I mean, it's, it, guys, it's even, it's even in research. What happened, Tony? Say that again. It's even in. It's even in the the psyop. The the fault. The false dichotomy is even bled into like real research. I mean, guys. After when DeSantis launched his campaign on Twitter, and there was the big argument. Uh, there was a whole you know bunch of people from the you know, the right and, and alternative media commenting on that. And then you got to, I got to see people that I still respect going ready for the Trump train. And I'm like <laughs> on Twitter and I go, am I living in a parallel universe? Like, I, I don't know where I am anymore. Like it, it's just, it's, there's, there's so many, like there's good people that are captured by this psyop. Yeah. And I, I'm sure I'm captured on so many levels. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not immune to it, but yeah. I feel like I've thrown off a big chunk of it. I don't know how deep it goes, but I just know that I'm not living. But it's it's just we live in a and it's this false dichotomies, false choices. And I just how does it think how do things get better if we don't really agree on what reality is anymore? Like we don't know right? because it because it's so prevalent. So, I mean, yeah, the corrupt the corruption and that stems, you know, there was a blurb about seven months ago. It made me laugh and it wasn't covered that much. But supposedly the White House put out a memorandum asking all the other executive agencies to tell them what psychological operations they were running because no one could tell which one was real or not. Wow. Like which one was was administered from the top down and they needed to get a handle on which psyops they were running at once because they're running so many. And, you know, that, that sounds just about right to me. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and that's the issue here. Um, we, we have been mind colonized. So many of us. We're not... It, immune to it here on America Unplugged, right? Like I've probably been mind colonized, right? And I like to think like Tone that I've shed some of it, but who the hell knows? I don't know how deep it goes. I, I have no idea, right? But um, but there are people that, well-meaning people that that see these things. They see, the, and, and, and I, wanna, I wanna bridge over to the culture wars because we're already talking about it, right? And, and, and I think that's one of the things that is used as, as a tool to keep us divided. And, and I'll tell you guys why, and I want your, your, your opinion on it, but people, you know, that, that, that see the, the trend and how, how we're being, you know, uh, uh, chastised for giving a national anthem or for saying the national anthem or, or, you know, or, or knowing the constitution or knowing your founding fathers is, you know, people see this as a problem because it is, because it is, it's an assault on being American. Right. And, and their people rise up to it, but they rise up to it from the premises of the far right and Donald Trump. These are the people that are most vocal. So it's coming from a place of. That doesn't that doesn't uh, benefit the people, ultimately, you know, like, I mean, even though the views on it are. are I don't want to say correct, but are, are, are righteous in a lot of ways. You know, it's just it's just coming from the wrong place. Same thing with the left. These people are 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 as much as a lot of people may disagree. They're good people that want to include everyone. You know, that's why they don't want they don't want to bother anyone. They don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And of course, sometimes that needs to happen, right? But 
these are people that are trying to protect other people from whatever they see as a threat. These are good people, but they're coming from a place of fiction, not reality. You know, like, and that's the main thing. Tony mentioned that, like, we can't agree on reality. And that's the ultimate point of divide at that, you know, like, I mean, look, what, 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 what is left to do? So I, I want to highlight the culture wars real quick because it's taken over America. It's taken over politics. There are no real debates on policy. Nobody gives a shit about that. It's all the culture wars. And anytime something like this comes up, it's plastered all over the mainstream media. Uh, and this dude uh, uh, shouts to John Brissom. We're going to do a, a MAGA rap episode part two. Um, the people have been asking for it, and we will do it. We we have tons of material, by the way. Free Miles Guau is a, is a is a single that we're going to get into. Forgiato for Blow is the name of of this guy, who is a MAGA rapper. He did the Trump train. Um, the guy's delusional. He's either delusional or 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 he's a next level a genius. One of the two. Um, so uh, he put out this song called. Um, what was it? Uh, it's about Target. Uh, boycott Target. Target. It went to number one on the iTunes charts. Everybody was streaming it. So what 4G Auto Blow does, and admittedly he does this, he just um, looks at the trends and whatever's popping, he writes a song about it, puts it out there. Right? Um, so he's talking about Target grooming your kids. Right. And, and the, the whole thing that went down was that Target was put out a, a line of clothes of clothing where they were going to or something that was transgender friendly. Right. That's a I, I think all of this stuff should be kept out of stores. That's like putting like sexually explicit clothes of any type anywhere. I, I don't want it there. That's for, you know, a discussion for me to have with my kids, not for anyone else to have with my kids. That's the way I look at it. So I understand that point of view. But is Target really targeting your kids? Are they really targeting your kids? Ask yourself that question. And what evidence is there to that? But you hear the, the tagline and immediately people gravitate towards it because it's sensational and it pisses people off. And it, piece, it, it pisses people off for the right reasons. But what are we doing with that anger? Right? What are we doing with it? Right? And, and, and this is largely what's going on with the culture wars here in America. It's either you're owning the libs, right, or those crazy Republicans. That's all it is. We, we're not productive with any of it. All we do is push back and forth. And not only that, a lot of these things, and I've mentioned this before and I'll mention it again, aren't even big things. They're, they're taken from small parts of the nation or small, small little events. And Tucker Carlson will gravitate towards it and be like, oh, look, there's a there's some type of a, a drag queen show with little kids going on. And, yeah, that's wrong. But how often is it happening throughout the nation? Ask I mean, really, how many of you know of, 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 of an actual live event that's gone down like this? Because I live here in New York and I don't know of one. I'm sure I can find one if I looked for one. But it's not like they're popping up all over the place. Right. It happens more in red states, Billy. Are you serious? They, or are you yeah, funny? they target. I mean, Dallas has several of them. Austin. I mean, all over oh, Texas, yeah. they do. They 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 do. There's more of an activity in red states, I think, on purpose. Right. Wow. Just putting it right in the heart of where 
I mean, most of the red state, I mean, every red, I hate red state, but every state like that, the the major cities are blue, blue, blue. And then they just go in there and have the shows in the middle of the sea of red. And I think that's on purpose. No, no, no. And to that point, to that point, after the media highlights it, it actually starts to spread because that's the way this stuff works. Like, like critical race theory, all of this stuff. It's not a thing. But once the media highlights it, it becomes a thing. And then it starts to spread. And then there's a problem. But was the problem originally there? But they've managed to manipulate us to this level. It's a psychological operation of the highest level what's going on with the American people here. We are the guinea pigs. We really are, straight up and down. And this is how they do it. And I want people to know... Because when you see some off, you know, some some crazy crap go down and, and they uh, highlight it in the mainstream media, ask yourself how many, how how often is this going on? How prevalent it is? Where is it happening? Do this research. Don't be fooled by the headline. Go look. Go look how many times it happened previous to that headline. And then go see how many times it happened afterwards. Because that's how they implant ideas in the minds of people that want to fight the culture war. And there's a lot of people out there trying to fight the culture war, thinking they're doing the right things. I don't know. That's just the way I look at it. What's up, Tom? Well, I go back to 1992, Pat Buchanan's cultural war speech. I know Don knows this well. I've watched it many, many times. I was 12 years old. I knew about Pat Buchanan. I was uh, fascinated with with Ross Perot's candidacy. America, (laughs) it was a big pivot point. We lost the culture war. We lost it. What what Pat Buchanan was talking about in 92, America's gone. We had a chance to stand up against it. It was the end of the Cold War. We could have rebuilt the Republic. We could have concentrated on internal matters. Instead, we went in search of monsters to destroy. We went out. We built the empire even further. We expanded NATO in the face of Russia. We told them we wouldn't do it. Uh, We, you know, again, everybody knows the history, you know, knocked off. Uh, what was left of Yugoslavia invaded, you know, Bosnia, Kosovo, Serbia. We, you know, bombed Serbia for 78 days and 9-11 kicked off. And we went, you know, the, what was the supposed to be seven countries in five years. We didn't quite make it that far, but pretty much. Right. We so we, we lost the culture war. We went external and that was a hijacking of the highest order. Let's go back to Target for a second. I want to this. Let's look at this. I don't think, you know, if you talk about tar- is Target as a corporation trying to groom your kids. Well, I think ESG in general, like that's the whole the whole point of this is not it's not like a specified goal. The goal of ESG, environmental social governance, in my opinion, coming from the giant mega banks, which always fund communism or evil around the world, is to just make us all crazy. Right. Just just to to do this to make you lose your mind. (laughs) So let's look at um, let's look at this uh, article on The New York Post. Part of the new pride collection introduced by Target includes clothing made by a UK-based brand whose designer has expressed Satanist views. And you you actually go down and it, uh, uh, and this the guy's name is uh, Aprabellan Aprabellan or anyway he guy's sells apparel that Biel Zabub go ahead Biel yeah <laughs> his name is Baphomet uh, he sells apparel <laughs> that includes satanic imagery including pentagrams horn skulls and references to the devil. Right. One design found on the apparel's makers' T-shirts and pins has the message, Satan respects pronouns. And this is going in through Target. Okay? So, the, I mean, it's a real story. How much of it, how ubiquitous is it? How big of a role? It doesn't, see, that's the thing is that all these stories are designed to to make you insane. Like, exactly. we have to fight. Right. But the culture, it, you know, it's funny. We could have won the culture war, at least in the sense, like, 
because regular people don't want what's happening now. I mean, I don't think like if you did a poll, if you really if, there, if you lived in a real democracy or whatever that means, we wouldn't have these kind of we wouldn't have these kind of policies from the top down or from corporations. People would reject it. I think it would be like it'd be like 70, 80 percent. Right. But that's not the country we live in because we have a hijacked system. It's like if, if you're on the right, which I'm I guess I'm the resident right wing extremist here. Uh, if, if, if you're on the right, what it's the Republican party in the culture war is the equivalent of like, you go into war and you're about to run over the top of a hill and somebody hands you a weapon and you look at it and it says for display purposes only. That's what we're looking at when you're trying to fight this culture war with a fake weapon. Yeah. It's a fake weapon. It doesn't work. And it's not, it's designed not to work, right? It's for display purposes only. So I think that it's what's going to happen. And I think, and I'll end with this. If you look in places like the Ozarks, you see people homesteading. You see a new culture of like the the trad wives on on Instagram and and these other things. Trad is traditional. People are like like voting with their feet. They're they're going to different ge geographical locations in the U.S. They're they're pulling away from from mass culture. I mean, isn't viewership down on the Grammys and the Oscars and all these things? Cult the culture that they the manufactured culture is dying. What, what does that mean for us that are that are leaving it? I don't know, but I definitely know that the the culture war itself has been won by the left and the corporations a long time ago. We're just we're just behind enemy lines. Don, what's up, sir? Yeah, well, Tony's right. I was going to bring up the Pat Buchanan speech as well because that was uh, again. And Tony talked about uh, Tipper Gore earlier on. Th those were the early, uh, I guess, return fire in the culture war back then. And, and again, they, they made fun of, that was before Al Gore became a uh, man bear pig, you know, and was uh, heralded <laughs> by the left. But at that time, you know, his wife, Tipper Gore was just denigrated by, uh, I don't know, it was Snoop Dogg, it was some rapper then that they, they were, you know, just making mincemeat of her. And she just sat there and looked, you know, stupid, but, uh, and that's, again, what they do. We, it was an ineffective fight at the time. And keep in mind that, the, you know, probably the first, one of the first avenues of the culture war was abortion and uh, just look at uh, the effectiveness of uh, the pro-life movement back then. I mean, I knew priests from the Catholic Church, even the Catholic Church is so liberal on so many issues, but the, they were lots of them involved in, in leading marches, pro-life marches. There used to be lots of marches involving Catholic priests, especially uh, much more opposition back then. Now, people may think they won that, but I, again, you, you because for, for once, because of the Supreme Court decision, but Keep in mind, that's an anomaly. You look at the rest of the Supreme Court and every other decision they've made has been in the opposite direction, pretty much, except for Gorsuch's uh, belated comments about the lockdown, which he was pretty quiet on before. And he starts saying some great stuff, but then he then he goes right back and, and joins them in another disastrous decision. So I think they gave the right, that uh, pro-life decision to try to create more division. And because the main... Part of the culture war now is turned into a eugenicist war. The main thing is to stop births at all uh, and to stop pregnancies. So I think you're going to see fewer abortions just because there's going to be fewer pregnancies. Billy Ray talked about um, not many drag queen shows. around, And you're right. It, the, when they start these things out, they concentrate on things that hardly exist anywhere. They will take right. one, but they create them because yes. life imitates art. And so, for instance, in my area, I, I, I think it was Montgomery County, Maryland, not far from me something like a 5,000% increase or something like that in, in kids identifying as transgender. There were almost no kids doing that before. But now because of this incredible campaign, 
kids, you know, or they're, they're, they're teenagers are so impressionable, especially. And once their peers start trying to make it cool or whatever, there's going to be more and more of this. So the more transgenders you have, you're going to have fewer abortions, right? Naturally, because you're going to have fewer pregnancies. I think that's the goal. So I think people are, are misled by that Roe versus Wade decision. We've got something way beyond abortion at this point. So transgenderism thing, I think, is the next step. It's, you know, really into uh, a Frankenstein territory. But, we, but Tony's right. We've lost. There's there's not even the, the culture wars. It, it's gone. I mean, the, the side of sanity waved the white white flag a long time ago. When you if you watch uh, one of the few people that's fighting it, I, I talk about this guy all the time, Jason Whitlock who's a black guy uh, who used to be a sports writer. And this guy is, he's some unbelievable. He has one of the best podcasts out there. And most of the get people on it are black and they're all just so refreshingly different, you know, from what you see in the mainstream, but they are fighting, they're fighting a war and they're constantly quoting the Bible. They're very spiritual and uh, they really are, are, you know, fighting the matriarchy, you know, the society, they're really fighting transgenderism. But he had Riley Gaines on, he had some big guests, you know, the swimmer, and again, just listen to her and realize how far we've gone in insanity. And she talked about this guy, Leah Thomas. You understand this is a six foot four inch swimmer who, who's done, he's no more uh, female than I am. He's done nothing. He goes into the locker room, whips out his junk, which is all still there in front of all the girls. And they're supposed to feel comfortable with that. So, and nobody, and you have everybody in power target and all these the targets, not an anomaly. They're all woke. They're all defending this stuff. But you talk about the emperor not wearing any clothes in this case, when the emperor's not wearing any clothes, it's pretending he doesn't have a penis because that's what they're doing. I mean, this guy is just imagine that we're t- claiming this guy is a girl. It, it's, it's, it's insane. It, it's a, it's a, a brand of insanity. You know, I talked about America being more corrupt than any nation, but they're also more insane than any nation has ever been. Because you get to that point when you you basically can't call you you say it's okay for that guy. I mean, that opens the door to any guy, right? I mean, especially any young. You talk about incels of the world unite. I mean, you're at least going to see some female nudity, maybe if you just start walking into locker rooms and claiming you're female, and you don't, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to go to get mutilated or anything like that. Just go and say I identify as a girl. I mean, that guy, if you look at that guy, he's, he, he just did nothing to his face, nothing. He's just a man. And he's claiming he's a woman. And they're letting him break records. And, and she was talking about talking about how ridiculous it is. In, in the one event, she, her, her and the, the guy, uh, Gaines, Riley Gaines and the, and the guy, Thomas, tied exactly to a hundredth of a second. That's very rare. So instead of doing the normal thing, which I guess is to give them both a, you know, a, a, a medal, um, in this case, no, they said, no, we're giving it to uh, Thomas. And she said, why? You know, they, they had no reason. They're just kidding. So it's insanity. And we, we've gone beyond loss. We're not even fighting anymore. Our side's not even on the battlefield. The, what, the, to the extent we're fighting, it's like what we're doing here. We're talking on platforms like this while they let us stay up or, you know, writing on uh, Substack like I do. That's, that's all we can do at this point because we don't have any public arena and you have people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates. Once in a while, they'll bring up parts of it, but uh, they'll, you know, it's it's not enough, and there's not enough of them, and they have their own baggage as well. So it's uh, the the culture war is definitely lost. We we're you know we're you know America hasn't won a war since World War II. People are fond of saying though we're constantly in wars, but uh, I would include the culture of war in that too, because uh, you know if you think of sane, rational Americans. 
tried to win. We definitely didn't win that either. So uh, it's unfortunate, but this is, this is where it is. And it's going to keep, they're going to keep pushing the envelope farther and farther because it's like the, as I use this analogy, it's like the bully. Uh, you know, if he's in the schoolyard and, he, and he's he's getting money from him, he's going to start up in the ante and taking more money, especially when all the people around him, nobody's jumping, go, joining in to help you stop the bully. And that's where as long as they keep doing it, as long as we don't come together and we stop letting the other stupid things divide us, right. as long as we don't come together against the common, common enemy, uh, it's lost. So they're just going to they're going to do with us whatever they want. Do you, do you think if they if they if they decided to mimic the Bible? If they just made, if Biden, uh, you know, mimicked King Herod and just said, uh, you know, hey, I want everybody to give up their firstborn. I, I don't, what kind of protest would there be? I mean, I, I don't think you'd see 100 million people in the streets. Certainly everybody that has a firstborn should be. I don't think you'd see it. I think that's how defeated and beaten down Americans are. I don't think they would protest anything at this point. Well, certainly not if Trump was in office for sure. You wouldn't see people be handing over there for, oh, would you like this one or had two of them at the same time? Which one would you like? Um, no, but no, absolutely. I think you're absolutely right, man. Um, what I want people to to uh, zone in on is who's pushing it? Who? Where does it come from? Where does it come from? Not what's going on. Where is it coming from? What going on? What's going on is also important, but it's secondary in this thing. It's it's. It, it's the motive behind it and who is pushing it. That's the main thing to look at. We are headed towards a brave new world society. That's what we're headed towards. Um, and uh, it's a problem, right? When, when you know, and, and that's a really good point, Don, that you made when you're talking about abortion. They're not going to need it. <laughs> they're not, they're not going to need it. You know? So it's, it, it's, it's obsolete technology in a little bit, right? Because population control, as does everything else, starts right here in the brain. It's the most effect effective type of contraception. It's right here. And uh, that's what they are fully aware of. And they're going after your mind. And we'll say it again. Alex Jones, there's a war on for your mind. It's absolutely true. We got to get out of here. And I do want to get into Pfizer since it's our headline of the week. Dr. Naomi Wolf, a Pfizer depopulation agenda as evidenced by its own documents, this was on Technocracy News and Trends. I'm going to try and pull this up. But Don has some information on this because you spoke to Naomi Wolf about it. You went through the documents, right? Uh, something to that effect. Go ahead, sir. Well, in my book, you know, the new book, and if you don't have it, you should go get it, Masking the Truth, How COVID-19 Destroyed Civil Liberties and Shut Down the World, forward by Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, who was on my show yesterday. I hope uh, I know some of you I can see in there, there were enjoying that. But, I, yeah, I quoted from Naomi Wolf. Uh, yeah, she did uh, – it's been maybe a month or two ago where they she first started publishing these. Uh, she went through all the Pfizer documents, the internal documents, and she talked about the stats. I mean, they're just horrific what they're what they've done to. And she was concentrating mostly on uh, uh, what they've done to female reproductive organs in terms of the, the miscarriage rate going shooting through the roof and just all these things that are in the spike proteins and all that stuff that are in the vitamin that are destroying women's ability to get pregnant messing with their menstrual cycles and all that stuff. And we already know if you combine that with what has happened to uh, male testosterone levels, which are, I think, what do they say? The average 20 year old male now has the, the amount of testosterone, like an, an 80 year old. Right. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's just, it's so they, and that that's not just from the vaccine. And again, that's another thing Alex Jones was demonized for talking about. And he talked about that a long time ago. He's, there's a lot of things that get through and he's talking that are true. And uh, so between those two, 
again, they've made it far more unlikely that, uh, well, in the case of the testosterone, that they're even going to have sex, but certainly that they're going to uh, be able to conceive a baby. And all this together, again, what does it mean? And you combine it with the transgenderism, which, again, boys become girls, girls become boys. <clears throat> You're not going to have babies no matter how many times they try to wish it. It's all part. It's beautiful for eugenicists, right? Because their, their entire idea is to stop, you know, <laughs> to st stop the population, to de decrease it. If the vaccines are killing off millions or however many, we don't know how many of hospital protocol are killing people like my brother, maybe millions. I don't know how many they've done that. Those combined, the population, uh, the death rate has gone up 40 percent. Right. The birth right. rate is plummeting. So last year, for the first time in history, I think we had four states in the United States that had more deaths than births. It's never happened before. You're going to see more so. What Naomi Wolf is documenting here is just part of the reason why we see it, because it's messing with reproductive organs of women. They've already messed with just testosterone levels of men. They've also created a divide between men and women and the incels and all that kind of stuff. And all of that together is contributing to this, you know, where we may soon may not be uh, better off than China, you know, where China had the one child policy for all those years. And just, just think of being born into that generation, guys, where... I don't know, maybe probably 80% males, because remember, they were killing their female babies right, and everything. Right. So all those people that age, I, I mean, God, I mean, just imagine what, what that would be if you're looking around. There are no women, you know. And uh, so it's that's the unfortunate reality we face now is that uh, it, we're going to see fewer and fewer people. So they're going to get their wish. And I, I, I don't believe it's a coincidence <laughs> that this is happening. And you can throw the Georgia Guidestones in, too, that. That was destroyed right in the midst of all this, wasn't it? And it, somehow they don't know who did it. And that was, of course, what they talked about, what low, lowering the population to 500,000. Well, they may get their wish. You know, this is a lot of things happening at once altogether for there not to be uh, some kind of plan behind it. You know, it's, it's amazing the things that they don't know who did what. Like, they can find out <laughs> any other thing, you know, but... Bin Laden, they live next to him, the CIA, admittedly, for months and months and months, and they can never identify whether or not it was him. And now this, right? Who blew up the Georgia Guidestones, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened. And no one cares, so we're not even going to look into it. So I'm coming to you in a sec. I want to play this clip by Naomi Wolf. Let me know how the audio sounds, and then I want your thoughts on it. I, I am a fan at this point. Naomi Wolf is a beast. This was incredible. Let's see what. Let's see if, you get, if we can hear it. Thousands of years is have sex and have babies, you know, without any intervention or help from anyone else. It's a, a tremendous uh, way that the human race is is self reliant that it can survive catastrophe. Well, the tech bros and probably China, and I'll get to that, want to take that away from us. This is clear in the Pfizer documents. So, again, I talked about a war on women. Um, there's a section of the Pfizer documents in which Pfizer breaks down the adverse events and concludes that women sustain 72% of them. And of those, and these are Pfizer's words, 16% are quote-unquote reproductive disorders compared to 0.49% for men. So they're very focused on reproduction, on female reproduction. And I was asked, uh, you know, how do I, it's my belief that they were trying to disrupt, especially female reproduction. And the question is, how do I know that? And the answer is from the structure of what they looked at. 
again, I'm a literary critic, but that like this is a mystery novel in which the question is, how do we stop women from having healthy babies? Mm. That's the story of the Pfizer documents. So in the Pfizer documents, there's a, you know, a chart. And again, Dr. Chandler found this and wrote about it. And as a woman, this is one of the most painful things to see. And I'm Jewish and my grandmother, as I mentioned, and my grandmother uh, lost nine brothers and sisters to the Holocaust. So I don't say this lightly, but this chart is a Mengele type of chart. It's Mengele science. Why is it Mengele science? Because they break down 20 different horrible things that can happen to women's menstruation in completely neutral clinical language. They describe them and there are tens of thousands of women in each category. Bleeding every single day of your life, having two periods a month, having no periods ever, meaning no babies. There's now a group in France called Où est mon cycle? Where's my cycle? Uh, to agonizing cramps, hemorrhages, things I won't even describe to you. And they just note them calmly, one by one by one. Where's my cycle? I thought that was crazy. Tone, what do you have to say about this, man? Um, you know, and she's concentrating on women. They already did the number on men without this vaccine, and it's not very friendly to men either. I remember they were talking about uh, how it um, affects te testicular health uh, at some point. So that is a thing. But regardless, what's up, sir? Well, when the global elite uh, are all population enthusiasts, I mean, they love it. That's their favorite thing. If we do a really good job with healthcare and vaccines and <laughs> get that number down 15%, which is a billion people, believe them. They have control of the, the major banking consortiums. They have control of the multinational corporations. They have control of the government narratives. And you're shocked? This is what they do. This is what they plan. This is it is built into the system. I mean, you talk about the Georgia Guidestones. Maybe they don't even want to guide you anymore. Maybe they want that number to be zero. They talk about net zero. Maybe the number isn't 500 million. Perhaps it's just zero. Get rid of all of you. And they're going to merge with AI and go live in you know, a space station or whatever the hell these people think they're going to do. But I, I definitely do think if, if you believe in the, the physical metaphysical realm and the spiritual realm, this is evil. It's, it's in the system. You know, there's a ghost in the machine. And I, I mean, in our culture... I don't even, I don't know how anyone right now could be atheistic. I mean, you realize like there's there's a there's a force in here. There's a there's something there's something wrong with our reality. Everybody knows it, right? What did um, what was it? Morpheus and the Matrix. Like there's a splinter in your mind. We know there's something wrong, and this is some of those that when this gets illuminated, when there's a light shine shining on stuff like this, and I'm I'm glad people are able to uncover like some of these documents and really put pieces together and merge these things. This is real. This is the challenge of our time. I mean, I, I, I do think there's blowback. If, if I'll take a positive spin, it, they, they push too hard, too fast. A lot of this stuff, there's going to be more documents, even when they said it's like JFK style document release timeframes. They have like, well, in 70 years, you can read this. Like they, <laughs> That was real. Like they did that. What, it was a year ago. Like, Oh, well, we'll yeah. release these in like 70 years. So I, I think there's going to be more push. Uh, it's definitely changed our culture. You ask people, are, are you, are you, I think if you just ask the average person, you were more willing to get 
inoculated for something when something rolls out. I think there's going to be a lot less yeses on that board. Not enough to make me happy, but I think there's a lot more people that are skeptical of the system because of this. Right. If we're going to if we're going to look at the silver lining, that that is a thing. There are a lot more people that are aware of of the things that this can do to you because people would would just take it openly. I mean, just blindly is what I was what I wanted to say. They will just take uh, take any vaccine and, and trust. You know, again, good people, right? That are are trusting and they don't think uh, that there are nefarious reasons behind some of this. And even if we want to separate it from the nefarious, that there are side effects to this, right? They're just not, they're just fully trusting. Um, At a bare minimum, there are side effects to it. Uh, You want to take it a step further, it might be nefarious, right? Uh, A depopulation agenda. And people say, well, that's so conspiratorial. You know, there's no proof of that. History shows, history shows that this is a possibility and that it's been done before and that it's targeted specific people it's just the way it is right um and a lot of it started here in the united well not necessarily started here in the united states but was glorified and pushed here in the united states um to the point that uh, hitler was reading reading up on margaret sanger i think it was if i if i'm not uh if i'm not mistaken you can correct me if i'm wrong tone but uh they were i don't know reading each other's notes or something (laughs) something like that i remember (laughs) you know looking at uh depopulation and how they should go about it some yeah. nonsense like that yeah but but that's the deal man um naomi wolf gets props you know i i don't know if i always uh subscribe to what she had to say but jesus christ how could you be angry at this like good job and and with a fire behind her she was she she had some pop she had some fire and that's what i like to see i like to see that passion so props to naomi wolf and technocracy news and trends for for doing what they do and uh you know putting the information out there that needs to be put out there we are being experimented on as a people and i truly believe this on so many different fronts at this point to the point where they're pushing us further and further away from being human wait till they start putting that neural link on you you know it's been working good today actually man we're gonna get up out of here yours too tony i noticed (laughs) <laughs> it's working with no problems, man. Tony Arterburn, the wisest of all the wolves, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, my Arterburn.news is my website, and I've uh, the sponsor to this program is Wise Wolf Gold and Silver. Uh, you can go to wisewolfgoldandsilver.com or check out Wolfpack, which is our monthly membership program. We've got uh, over 700 people now all over the country. The more people to join, the better deals everybody gets, and you can support America Unplugged. Go to wolfpack.gold. Amazing. 100. Uh, thanks a lot, Tone, for everything you do. Thank you for being here. Mr. Don Jeffries, what's up, sir? Oh, my website is donaldjeffries.media, and uh, I, I'm asking people to please support me on Substack. It's the only place I'm not shadow banned. It's donaldjeffries.substack.com. I protest. And uh, you can uh, read more about my book, my new book, uh, Masking the Truth, How COVID-19 Destroyed Civil Liberties and Shut Down the World. It's still out there on that special link to the publisher, which you can find on my Substack. It'll be up on Amazon very shortly. In fact, I'm going to try to prod the publisher and put it out there uh, <clears throat> this week, Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and everywhere else. So uh, please read that. It, it has quotes from what Naomi Wolf was talking about and uh, lots of, and Naomi wrote one of the blurbs for the book as well. So uh, get the book. I, I think it's the first book to tell the complete story of the greatest psyop in the history of the world. Fantastic. Go out and support Don uh, in a, any which way you, you choose, either on Substack, go buy the books, do both, whatever you can. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. Billy the Kid, go over to theinfinitefringe.podbeam.com. I just spoke to Don Jeffries about one of his other books, about the Paul is Dead 
uh, situation. Very, very light conversation, but that's dope. We need that, right? <laughs> we need we need to have conversations about the Beatles and how great they are, um, or were, um, right? Uh, and that was fun. That was a that was a fun convo. So go go check it out over on the infinitefringe.podbeam.com or on Apple Podcast. America Unplugged right here on Rockfin every Saturday, 12 p.m. Eastern with Tone, Don, and myself, and, and of course, the extended family. What's up, Guard Goldsmith, Vince Agnelli, Wayne McCroy, Charlie Robinson, uh, you know, the you, you know the, the crew. That, what's up with Kenzie? I haven't seen Kenzie in a bit. Say what's up to Kenzie for me, Tone. I will. Um, She'll be on soon. Yeah, man, and, and everyone else, uh, the extended family here uh, on America Unplugged, my man, Mandir is in the chat half deer half amazing what's going on my favorite chimera assyrian girl how are you the real mccoy is here oh speaking of wayne mccroy he is in the chat today what's up sir how you doing what's going on uh we people is in the chat what's up what's up what's up how you doing um let me see araban i think it's araban i've never seen araban before what's up angus mustang my dude how are you what's going on how you doing i saw jason barker in there earlier Colin Wysong, what's up? Colin told me that when I told him that he had a great beard, he cut it off right away because he didn't in any way want to want to uh, uh, threaten or infringe on your gimmick, sir, Mr. Arderburn. So <laughs> he went and cut it off. He told me this, uh, Mr. Colin Wysong. Who do we have over on YouTube, Don? Uh, we've got Alan Holman, Dick Richards, Harlan Stonewall. Phil Fellows, of course, Felix Caraballo. Uh, nice. Let's see what else we got. Uh, What's up, Riley? How you doing? White, White Wolf. I Chris Buckhead, of course. John Bassiglone. Uh, and Chris, it. what's going on? I see you. Good. Good, Don. Anybody else? No, I think that's it. But uh, lots of good comments over here. Right, right. What's up? I did. I did not see. <laughs> A couple of people I didn't see today, but I don't know if, if they're here or not. Regardless, what's up, Tom? Tom Cooper, how you doing? Uh, my boy Chris Graves, what's going on wherever you are? How you doing? Uh, hope everybody's doing well, man. Go check out all the other alternative media shows. You know, uh, Charlie Robinson just just had uh, some people on this morning. Go check him. Knights of the Storm was on earlier this morning. I think Chris Graves and Mr. Cooper doing their thing later on today. Our big dumb mouth is on. Saturday's alternative media day, you know, so uh, that's it. Tone, we're getting up out of here. Do I think I can play us out. You want me to try? If you want, me want to play to us out, I, I, think, I think we should we'll li- we'll live dangerously. I, if you can't hear me, just let, if you can't hear the music, just let me know and I'll end we'll the just stream. Stay, but I think I can play us out. into the screen. All right? Don't, don't burn don't the place down while we're done. <laughs> All right, here we go. go. Let's see it. <laughs> and there's no music. There we go. <laughs> Oh, it's on, it's it. on. Yeah, play it. <laughs> <laughs>